ABC Radio. You're listening to Nightlife. Nightlife with Philip Clark. And joining us for look this week at business and finance stories is the ABC's business editor Ian Verinder. Ian, good evening. Welcome to Nightlife. Good to be here, Phil. Well, after predicting changes to super, it's happened. <laughs> Let's get to that in a moment. But uh, more debate and more evidence this week too. It seems on what's what's pushing up inflation. Is it uh, the wage price spiral that uh, the Reserve Bank seems so wedded to, or something else? Doesn't seem, judging by the figures, that it's wages. No, no. And look, this is uh, something that's happened around the world. America is the same situation. What we've seen over the past, I guess, 30 years or so is a, is a realignment of uh, what drives prices, what drives the economy. And profit growth has easily outstripped wages growth. And look, it's really interesting and, and important, I think, to, to hark back to mm. the problem of the 1970s. Mm-hmm. And at the moment, our central bankers, you know what they say, generals are always fighting the previous war. Mm. Our central bankers at the moment have got this ingrained fear of what happened in the 1970s mm-hmm. uh, when we had a, an inflation spike. Yeah, and it they was d- bad. It and was... they don't want to repeat. No. But there's a big difference. Mm. Back in the 70s, it was wages that were driving the inflation problem. We had, you know, incredible numbers of strikes, Mm. uh, industrial action on a massive scale in Australia, and inflation took off all around the world and wages were really the thing that drove it. But it's exactly the opposite now. We've mm. got re- wages growth that's been on the mat now for years and years. I mean, if you remember prior to the pandemic, one of the big fears of the Reserve Bank back then was that wages just would not grow. They wouldn't grow anywhere near the inflation rate. And the inflation rate was well mm. under their 2% target as well. And look, some numbers out uh, earlier the, in the week uh, by the Australia Institute, actually. So they looked at um, wages versus profit. And going back to May 2000. 2016, they've uh, found that profits have grown by 157%, whereas wages only grew by 25% during that period. Now, look, a lot of people say, look, these numbers are skewed, right? Because Mm. it's all because you've got a couple of banks that earn billions of dollars a year, and you've got a couple of, uh, you know, major resource companies earning all this money as well. I mean, there is an argument to say, well, you know, if you go into a classroom at school and you get rid of all the tall kids, you know, the average comes down (laughs) as well. But even, okay, let's strip mining out of it. Profits are still up 55% versus wages at uh, 25%. I know, the share share of wages, sorry, the share of GDP going to wages has has been declining for a very long time and still down and shows no sign. In other words, the improvements in the economy aren't going to people's wage packets. They're going to company profits and individuals, high net worth individuals' net worth. That's where they're going. Yeah. yeah. And it, look, the and this, late... is a, this is a problem for us and it's, it's a problem for society generally. Yeah. And if you look at a, a much shorter term view of this, which the ABS came out with this week, mm. which again debunks this whole theory and all the fears about wages driving this profit spike, uh, in the past, uh, well, in the December quarter, profits were up 10.6%, wages 2.6%. Mm. So, you know, you, you can go into the reasons why. One of the reasons, of course, is that we've we've actively spent a lot of time trying to uh, neuter the um, mm. the power of workers. So you know, these days you can't just walk off the job. You've got to actually, you know, go to the court. You've got to ask for permission to have a strike. You know, it's all got to be approved and organised. And you know, it takes a long, long time to do this. So you know, the the power of workers has been diminished during that period, and there's been a lot of deregulation as well for business. So you know, that's why the the balance of power has swung the other way. Mm. 
So what, what's the Reserve Bank on about here? Because after all, you, I think, what what's the current wage growth figure? 3.5% or something? Yeah, 2.5% two, two for the basically for the December quarter. Uh, you, you would think that that's a bit below where you want it to be anyway, yeah. that, 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 that they'd want wage growth to be around, what, 3 3.5%, 4%. They'd want that. That would be actually a good, healthy figure for the economy. Well, that's what they wanted in the lead up to the yeah. pandemic. They really wanted it to grow. Now they're, you know, absolutely, you know, petrified that it might take off, and they don't want entrenched this idea that you know wages growth is going to take off. Therefore, businesses have to charge more. Therefore, you know, workers then say we want more. They don't want that spiral to get out of control. But there's no real evidence that that is the case. So, what's pushing up prices? Well, look, you know, we've had a lot of profit results come out in the last mm. few weeks. We're in the you know at the tail end of the company profit reporting season, and look, a lot of the reason why companies charge more is because they simply can. They have the power. You know, if you think back to your economic mm. textbooks, you know the whole uh, concept of capitalism and a free market economy. One of the primary, the fundamental basis for this for this you know way the system works mm. is you have many buyers. And you have many sellers mm. and the demand and the supply balance each other out. And that's how the price is determined, except it doesn't really work that way in the real world. And particularly in a country like Australia, which has got a fairly small population. So, you know, you think of it, you know, we've got two major food retailers. Mm. We've got two steel makers. One's bigger than the other. Mm. Um, we've got two airlines. I mean, there are a couple of little other ones out there. Uh, you know, there's there's pretty much two of everything, really. We've got four banks, but the only perfect reason we've no, got four... Perfect ba- economic Noah's Ark, haven't we? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And, I mean, the only reason we've got four banks is because the, the competition regulator has stopped them from merging over the... So they yeah. would love to be just two banks, mm. right? Mm. And so when you're a, when you've got a, you know, say you're a food retailer, then Coles and Woolies between them have 62% of the market share. Share, okay, and food retailing. So basically, they they can just decide to set prices. Yeah. yeah. Now you know, oddly enough, you know, like Coles' profit was up seventeen percent. Woolworths up fourteen percent. So easily outstripping inflation. And I saw an analyst report who was you know defending them, saying, "Look, you know, if you take inflation out of the picture here, their profit hasn't risen that much." And you think, well. In a free market economy, you can't do that. The only people who can do that are monopoly or oligopoly powers. Mm. Mm. People who go, well, this is my cost base and Mm. this is the amount of profit that I want on the top. Therefore, that's what you will pay. Well, wages aren't driving up prices. So what is? Well... You know, there, Monopoly is, power. there is inflation. There, there have been higher fuel costs. Uh, and yeah, there are businesses out there that have the power to be able to drive prices higher. They're called price makers. Mm. You know, so you consider there's two major food retailers with 62% of the market share. There's 25.7 million Australians. So you've got a lot of buyers, but only two real sellers. They hold the balance of power. So, and they can push prices up. They can cover their, their costs and add on a bit more for their margins. And it would appear that they're adding a lot more than just the cost of inflation. Hmm. So what do we do about it? Well, you know, it's one of the great uh, conundrums, isn't it? Because anybody who steps in to try and do something about this is automatically accused of being, you know, anti-business or trying to um, interfere in the market. And you've seen that in recent months with the federal government trying to step in to 
you know, regulate or at least rein in the power of the big energy companies, the big gas companies on the East Coast mm. to manipulate the market and force prices higher. So the federal government stepped in and said, no, you will have a price cap uh, for domestic users here. And of course, what you had is accusations that the government was interfering in the free market. Well, it's never been a free market because you've got three major consortia that are essentially controlling 90% of the East Coast market. That is not a free market. Mm. And they're determining the price. And in a lot of ways, doing it by you know keeping the supply of gas uh, short in in on the east coast mm. therefore the prices have risen yeah exactly so you know it's not rocket science well i, I know but we can that <laughs> this debate goes round and round we, we 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 sort of know this but no government wants to do anything about it Why? no well, well look they're very powerful vested interests you know i mean these are the companies some of these big mm. multinationals pay very little in the way of tax mm. we all know they pay hardly any tax mm. um you know you've got international bodies like the OECD working in conjunction with governments around the world to try and ensure that uh, you know they don't avoid tax but they still do so they are very powerful uh, forces They've got the ability to marshal a lot of publicity and, and you know, really whip up uh, sentiment against governments if they need to. And, uh, you know, what, what, what do you do if you're a government to try and do? I mean, you can, OK, take the food retailers into, mm. into account. Two, two of the big ones here. Uh, but we still go back to them all the time, don't we? Mm. Um, but what are they going to do? They're going to mandate and say, well, there's got to be 10 food retailers. That's just never going to work. And look, it's understandable why businesses do end up, industries do end up cutting, getting down into that concentrated form. You know, that you might start off with a thousand breweries as we did, you know, back in the early 1800s or whatever. And they, you know, the good ones take over the little ones and take up their market share until they eventually get down to two or three breweries. And, um, and then, you know, the idea there is that their, their um, scale of production, the economies of scales, should be delivering big benefits for consumers. Mm. But, of course, it gives them the power to not have to do that. Mm. And so I guess you've got to ultimately have stronger antitrust laws, as America does have. Mm. Um, but, you know, like I say, it's a difficult one because we are a small country, small population, and when you want to get businesses that are trying to operate as efficiently as possible, scale matters. They're trying to get bigger. But they, you know, should we allow them to just be two dominant players? But okay, so w we can say pretty much definitively there is no wage price spiral. So why does the Reserve Bank keep talking about it? That's a really good question, and I don't have the answer. But you know, it's pretty clear that we do not have mm. wages are not driving no. inflation at the moment. But wage earners are being made to pay for That's it. That's right, and particularly wage, wage earners that have a mortgage. That's right. This is the the really there's unfair. There's one side group of, of people in the community, yeah. overwhelmingly, that is being asked to. Yeah. to pay the, to, to wear the pain on this. And overwhelmingly, and they, they're and the they ones who've only just gotten into the market. And they didn't cause the problem. No, no. It's justice for you, really, isn't it? Mm. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, Phil. You've been listening to a Nightlife podcast. For more great conversations about the issues that impact you, as well as features on travel and food, head to the Nightlife webpage. You'll find it at abc.net.au slash nightlife. You don't need to be a night owl to enjoy the nightlife. 